What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog, and we are here with, I guess, the president for a few months longer, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, how are you feeling since uh, the was, loss? Ex- excuse me. Excuse me. I was feeling, uh, I was feeling strong until... You sort of insulted me, so this will be your last episode. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why you have to sort of say it's a rude, it's a rude thing to say to sort of say. I guess you're sort of the, pre- I'm the president, and I'm going to be a president for a long time, a lot longer than you're going to be the tech stuff guy. Mr. President, you are the president up until inauguration, but you know Joe Biden did win the 2020 election. You're aware of this, right? Well, no, there's some people saying he won. There's a lot of issues with the voting, with the ballots, with the fraud. And so we're looking into it very strongly. And I think if it was reversed, if this was a reverse situation, you know, I'd be waiting. I would wait very patiently until (laughs) all the votes were counted. So I think it's only fair that we do this. And that's what the Democrats do. They don't want to be fair. They want to be it's called unfair. They want to be unfair. Mr. President, you're in a pretty chipper mood considering a lot of people think you lost, but we're going to get into it in a minute. I I won more legal votes in this election than any American president in the history of uh, history. Okay, well, that's that could be accurate. But we have uh, a huge supporter of yours. I, I thought you were going to be in a very poor mood today. And I, 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 I scoured the Internet and I found this man who absolutely loves you. Huge Trump supporter. He has videos online about you and about being a supporter of yours. Um, please um, welcome our guest, Mr. Frank Rigatoni. How you Mr. doing, boys? It's, it's, it's Rigatone like the pasta, not the Mexican music. McRigatone. My apologies. Don't, don't Mr. make that mistake, tech stuff. Don't you dare <laughs> make that mistake. That's right. It's, it's an honor to meet you, uh, your highness. <laughs> well, it's great. You know what? It's great to meet you because every week I come on and they send these tech stuff people. I think he's sort of a secret Democrat and he right. creates we want to have like a nice podcast. And he does this sort of what? what is this, a CNN show? So it's nice to have actually somebody who wants to sort of support and enjoy the podcast instead of being a nasty sort of loser. I'm your biggest supporter. I love the fact I love what you've done with the country. I think you've turned it into exactly what it's it's meant to be since the beginning, which is powerful, a little bit in your face. And obviously everybody's kind of, you know, angry. I love this environment. Well, that's you know what? That's that's what we're founded on. That's what the founding fathers wanted. They said we're tough or angry. And we got slaves. And so far, we got two out of three back. <laughs> I don't think I don't think our founding for our country was found on anger. And, and now, Well, by the way, the failing New York Times had a story today about Hamilton. You know, Hamilton, the Puerto Rican dancing around Broadway. Yes. They say that he had slaves. They're now saying that Mr. Alexander Hamilton, famous Puerto Rican hip hop guy, had slaves. <laughs> So I look forward to seeing that. Maybe we'll do a reboot with Kid Rock as Hamilton instead. So I think so he now, put on a hell of a performance, to be perfectly honest. So now you're into Hamilton, Mr. President, since you heard that news? No, I think it's interesting that we have, you know, we've been talking about all oh, the founding fathers. Well, now everybody's, every liberal's favorite founding father, oh, Alexander Hamilton, he, 
he started the banking system and he started rap. Well, looks like maybe he didn't. Maybe he took rap from the black slaves. Now we're talking about a new history. Um, or maybe he taught the blacks how to rap and they should stop stealing our culture. Is this going to be part of the new curriculum that uh, Betsy DeVos uh, is, is, is rolling out? I think it will. You know, it's part of our patriot education. That's what we call it, patriot education. And I think we'll have to. I think we'll have to do that very strongly. I can't wait. I'm going to send my kids directly to the first school who, who does it. Mr. Rigatone, I have a question for you. When you heard that Joe Biden won, I know, Mr. President, you 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 have a you do not think he won. But Mr. Rigatone, when you when you found that he won, what was your reaction? I never even heard that he won. That news has not reached my home. All of the information and news that I have been consuming has Donnie T winning in a goddamn landslide. Excuse my uh, you know, thing for the Lord there. But uh, uh, yeah, honestly, Joe Biden being successful on any measure has yet to infiltrate my home. And I refuse to uh, acknowledge those results. You know what? It was great. On Saturday night when Sleepy Joe and Kokomo Harris were giving their ridiculous speeches. OAN, Fox News, who's sort of betrayed me recently. They were showing the speech. You know what OAN was doing? And this is this is totally serious. When Kokomo Harris got on stage, the story they were running on OAN was about a black minor league baseball player who had murdered some people. That's what that's the news that people want. That's the they don't need to see Koala Bear Harris and, and Slow Joe sort of giving some sort of fake acceptance speech. Remember Zoolander? Do you remember Zoolander when he got up to take the award? And in fact, it had been Hansel that won the award. Yes. That's what Sleepy Joe just did. That's what he did. But isn't that exactly what the left loves to do? They love to play pretend. They love to pretend that reality, the, the one that we agreed upon, no longer exists. Everybody's a different gender. I identify as a unicorn. It's like nothing really <laughs> makes sense. There's no for such fans of science. They sure, you know, they sure skip over the parts that they don't like. Well, that's you know what we might have to bring it. We have we're going to have some openings in our science and technology uh, departments in the federal government soon. So I like I like where you're thinking, because I want I love science. I think science is one of our great subjects. OK, but I think it's important that we teach the right science, not Yes, were you going to speaking interrupt? Speaking of, of science, I was, I'm sorry, but speaking of science, I wanted to ask Mr. Rigatone how he thought that uh, job that you did with COVID, speaking of science. Mr. Rigatone, how do you think President Trump did with COVID? I think, I think Mr. Trump here, he did as best as he could. You know, all the liberals were basically setting up an, an impossible obstacle course for him to get his, his, his plan in action. You know, everybody was trying to lock down while Donnie T was telling us to all play outside. No mask, no must, no fuss. We would have had, uh, we would have had, you know, community immunity at this point. It's called whore immunity. And we would have <laughs> had it very strongly. And no, I think that the Democrats want to ruin our country. I'd be, what did you think, Frank? I want to, you know, I want to know when you saw me defeat COVID, remember when I did that so strongly and so quickly? Yeah. Was that inspiring? It was inspiring. I got to, I got to be perfectly honest. I wasn't really comfortable with the fact that you threatened to kiss a bunch of men in your, in your audience. That kind of hit me the wrong way, but I knew what you were trying to do. You're trying to expand your voter base and, you know, try to maybe get some angry gays on your side.
Oh, no, it was actually more of a sort of prison mentality. You know, you walk up to the biggest guy and you make him your bitch. And that's what the people at my rallies want to see. They say, oh, my, you know, Mr. President, he can. We already know he can get all the ladies. We know he can get the models, but now he's getting the truckers. And that's when our vice president, big gay Mike Pence, gets jealous. Well, now any, any social engagement that I go to, I'm walking up to the biggest, toughest guy and I'm smacking a kiss right on his fucking lips. That's right. Well, you see, that's what that's now you understand. Now you understand what we're doing with our great, our great rallies. And we're going to have a few more rallies, I think. Mr. President, you will not concede. You say you did not lost. Mitch McConnell has your back. But then a relative of yours, Jared Kushner, not a relative of mine through marriage, encouraging oh, okay. you. You got to say that first. You gotta Sorry, say that relative first. through marriage is encouraging you. We're also Eskimo brothers. I think that's the. <laughs> I think that's the phrase, right? They call it Eskimo brothers. I don't understand. Can you explain that to me? How are you Eskimo brothers with Jared Kushner? Because an Eskimo brother, you have to have sex with the same woman. So who are you having sex with that also Jared Kushner is having sex with? Well, we have different definitions, I guess, of Eskimo brothers. Please, Eskimo cousins I want to know what your definition of Eskimo brother is, please. Well, no, it just means that we, you know, we have, we have a common bond you know, with I used to give Eskimo kisses to uh, Ivanka, you know, where you rub noses. Yes. And, uh, you know, so I thought that's what, it, you know, naked. But I thought that's what it was. I thought that was what, you know, what they I think we have different definitions and I'm going to go with my definition. But that's also how actual Eskimos do it, because body warmth is important. Once again, thank you. <laughs> Tech stuff. I don't know. Once again, we have a guest on and it really exposes how fake your fake podcast. Hey, I could I could figure out microphones if you need a stand in. I'll be a science guy. I'll be your audio guy. I'll bring my own Bunsen burner and headphones. I don't give a shit. Uh, I like it. You, you and Frank, um, I, I see maybe a future cabinet position for Frank or maybe a defense Bunsen secretary. Burner. <laughs> I'm sorry, I heard buns and the vice president got very excited. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, um, there is a job because you just recently fired the defense secretary, Mark Esper. Why would you fire a defense secretary when you just lost the election? What's the purpose for that? Mark Esper. First off, if you look at him, he looks like a real nerd. You see Frank down there? Oh, who would you trust? Some guy in a suit with a part in his hair and glasses who's always talking in complete sentences or a real tough guy? Defense secretary, okay? It's defense. It's not secretary of nice. It's secretary of defense. And we've talked about different people. We talked about Ray Lewis, who is both a great defender and, and also a murderer. And we talked alleged, about- Alleged, alleged, you have to say. Well, okay, we'll see. We'll see what he, happens. He was, he was, he was innocent. Okay, but, but well, okay, we'll see. There's different laws. And then you look at somebody like R. Kelly, who we talked about, you know, in past episodes as a possible defense secretary, because when you look at the, the way this guy kept so many Chicago women in line, I mean, if he can control the people of Chicago that way, which is a total hellhole city, imagine what he could do with the federal government backing him up. So, but I think Frank was somebody we'd look at for defense, but Esper, 
Uh, he was very critical of me when I gently moved protesters out of the way in front of the church a couple of months ago. You did it with tear gas, Mr. President. And, no, no, there were tears violence. in their eyes. Excuse me, there were tears in their eyes because they saw the president and they said, sir, we'll move out of the way of the church, sir, because I wanted to pray for uh, Greg Floyd. I wanted to pray strongly it's, for that's Greg not Floyd. His name. That's not his name. His name is not Greg. It's George oh, it's, Floyd. Uh, Who are you talking about? I'm talking about my friend, Greg Floyd. Who's George <laughs> Floyd? Can you, can you tell me about Greg Floyd then? I want to know about him. Well, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a strong young man uh, <laughs> who, uh, you know, he was trying to get into college. He was hoping to get in off the wait list to an Ivy League school. And I said, get out of the way. Get out of the way. I got to pray for Greg Floyd. Who's George Floyd? Mr. President, are you really asking me that question? Okay, we can move on. I'm asking, you know, I try to, you see. Black you Lives see, Matter. Frank, you don't remember me, the man. Excuse who, me. Is... Excuse me. That's a terrorist organization. Frank, do you see? I try to talk to the guy. I ask a question and it becomes, he's looking for like a gotcha. Yeah, it's not a gotcha. No, it feels like he's trying to poke holes in what you're saying, Mr. President. And frankly, I'm not a fan of what he's doing, you know. I, I also it's funny you brought up uh, Ray Rice because I heard Kamala Harris's uh, suit last night was the white suit Ray Rice lost. When he murdered that guy, Ray Rice. Wait. Oh, Ray well, Lewis. Were, Ray Lewis. Oh, Ray. Ru well, well, they both. You know what? To be honest, they both probably murdered people. <laughs> they were very strong African Americans, so you can't trust them. Uh, I. That's, uh, Mr. President. The thing I don't understand. Well, d I want Frank. Do you know who George Floyd is? Who? George. Was what, he what is also on the Ravens? <laughs> We're asking a simple. This oh, is, and I this know is what the is. left he's do. That, this is what the left does. He's that. Uh, he's that. He's that black fellow that fell when that uh, poor police officer was trying to pray on the sidewalk, and uh, he <laughs> landed on his neck by accident. Strong Christian. That is. That's not what happened. George. This Floyd is what you see. This the left. They are against prayer. They're against but I, I said they want to take away our prayer and they said, no, sir, that's not what they're doing. That's what the tech stuff. If a tech stuff guy is trying to take away our prayer, what do you think Kokomo Harris and Slow Joe are doing? They're sort of interesting that I've never come up with Slow Joe, even though it sort of flows a lot better than Sleepy Joe. <laughs> it's almost like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I like Slow Joe. That's a good one. <laughs> It just it runs you. What if we get a, Can we can we get a uh, can we get a Photoshop? Do you know the shop where they do the photos? And you get a picture of. Remember that hot that hot black who was running in eight in the eighties. Joe, yeah. And you put Joe Biden's face on her, <laughs> winning the Olympic gold. <laughs> no, like you do it like she's losing, and then you say slow Joe. Yeah. If, they, if there's ever a, a picture of her, like, pulling a hammy and coming up, maybe put it on that one. Um, I think she did get hurt in the Olympics one year. So maybe when she pulls up, wh whoever's out there photoshopping, let's get a slow Joe. Now, Mr. President. Oh, I don't want to get too attracted to sleepy Joe Biden because slow Joe, she had quite the body. She Well, she, a runner's body for sure. Yes. Yeah, I don't, she didn't have much curves on her, though, Mr. President. You, don't you like curves? I'm the whitest person possibly on the planet. What makes you think I like curves? 
Um, I like I'll, curves. If, the gym, you know, the gym, you know, the gym curves. I like to walk by and laugh at them and throw hamburgers at them. But you, you know, you, yeah, you I would can't. never let them in my gym. I got a weight limit. <laughs> you, but you complimented Ivanka, and Ivanka has curves. She has very big breasts. She has a well, nice those are round... the, well, those were investments. That was we that, we have the receipts at the Trump Organization for all those upgrades. <laughs> but those are curves. That's that's all I'm trying to say. Does the Milani have curves too? She's a model. She has curves. Uh, I think she has a lot of other things that we have medication for, but I don't know that she has yeah. curves. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Frank is a, is a gym owner, Mr. President, and he his gym got closed down because he opened it during COVID. And uh, I don't know, since you're still the president, maybe you could help Frank out. And where is the gym located? It's in Rockland County, New York. Governor Homo had an issue with me opening up and, uh, you know, going against his executive orders because I thought it was tyrannical and fascist. Right. But he, I bet he's not telling his brother, Chris, to skip the workouts. Right. Of course not. Of course not. No, no keep doing the curls, Chris. You're OK. You're OK. I'm the governor. But everybody else who wants to make a living. Sorry. Sorry. You can't do it. You got to. Do P90X or do a crunch or beat up some blacks in your neighborhood if you want to work out. <laughs> That's not really a workout, Mr. President. Well, have you, you seen tried doing it. They're strong and they're fast. I don't know if you've seen MMA or boxing recently, but it is not easy. Well, but I would say we want to get the gyms open, especially in our great in our our great places like Rockland, Long Island, South Jersey. These are the places they need to work out because. This is what the left does, and I think Frank would agree. They know that some of our strongest people, not, I'm not talking about the people who do uh, CrossFit and they want to join a community and have friends and like, you know, you work out and then, no, no. Our really strong people, the ones on roids, the ones who blast, you know, Limp biscuit when they work out, these are our frontline soldiers for the upcoming Civil War because we know the South <laughs> and Texas are for us. But we have sleeper cells in places like South Jersey, Rockland County, Long Island. These are strong, roided up, pro-Trump people ready to be activated, okay? They're ready to be activated. And they want to shut down the gyms to make us weak. And we're not going to let them do it. So I am, I am saying open up the gyms in the pro-Trump areas. Executive order. Well, so Frank, uh, he's going to open up your gym. Congratulations. I mean, it's truly a dream come true just to meet you, Mr. President, and the fact that you're kind of green lighting my business to be open. But here's the problem is they unfortunately took away not only my gym, they took away my backyard gym that I opened up in its stead. So I, you know, I was lucky enough to secure one of those PPP loans. And without either gym open, I've taken the opportunity to just upgrade some things around my home. Well, that's you got to do it. You got to do it. You, you know, you get a new TV. That's, you know, personal, personal Frank equipment. We're calling it PFE. Uh, well, Mr. President, um, speaking of gyms and athletes have to go to the gym to be in shape. And our sponsor this week betonline.ag are you bet on the games tonight i know it.ag you knew it right I, I was already saying it that's where i bet on all the football games tonight jets patriots game put a bet on there using betonline.ag nfl continues i'm guessing the yes. action is on the patriots um you're correct <laughs> yeah I'm, i am it's tank it's it's tanking for trevor um 
but top of the standings um, right now is not the Jets, and we are in the cellar. So we're going to stay there, and hopefully that bet on the Patriots happens for today. But it doesn't matter about the schedule changes and no fans at the game. Bet Online is going an extra mile to make sure you can get on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. Also, you can bet on their casino. There's poker. There's blackjack. There's always more options to wager than anywhere online. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. That's Bet Online. .ag. You shouldn't tell them that blackjack's going to be there. That might scare away some of our some of our people. Uh, people it, know that's a casino game, Mr. President. I don't think it's going to scare anyone away, to be honest with you. Well, I know my people a lot better than you, Mr. I wanted to get back to to Mark Esper real quick. Do you have a replacement in mind? You, you, you fire replace- many people. Well, I'm great at firing. We were, we did replace him with an acting secretary. Some guy, they handed me a name and I said, okay, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's good. But no, Esper was very critical of my great decision to pray in front of that church. And he was so anti-faith. I can't have a guy being secretary of defense who's against his president peacefully praying and asking people to move so I could pray. Why fire him now, though? That happened weeks ago. Well, we were in an election. I don't know which we won, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. But, you know, that's not the time to fire. But now we're firing because I don't want somebody for another day. It's the same way I say with COVID. One death is too many. One day with a defense secretary who doesn't believe in you and decides that you gently asking protesters to move so that you can pray is a bad thing. I can't have that. But you're going diamond, Mr. President. Didn't you have that goal of going diamond for COVID? Do we have the Rihanna song, Shine Bright Like a Diamond? I told them when they said I went platinum, I said, we're not stopping at platinum, okay? (laughs) And we went diamond today. We got 10 million COVID cases. Nobody goes diamond anymore, by the way. So it's very interesting. You're You're like the Marshall Mathers LP of viruses. That's ex- exactly. Frank, did you do you know anyone close to you who got COVID? No, I don't believe it. To be perfectly honest, my wife said she had a little bit of trouble breathing, but I thought that was from some physical altercation that her and I had. I don't think it had much to do with the fact that I sent to the shop right and I hid all the masks. It's this is what's <laughs> this is a patriot. This is a patriot. Okay, there's. You know, she's she's a little overweight, so I guess she's susceptible to certain things. But it's like, at least, you know, honey, if you get sick, maybe it'll curb your appetite. You might shed some unwanted pounds and then it's beneficial for both of us. This is why he's not only a gym owner, it sounds like he's also sort of a strong nutritionist. (laughs) You know, nobody's excuse me. Nobody talks about that. You know, nobody talks about how covid can actually be a very powerful weight loss. You see how my suit jacket fits me a little better. It fit me great before, and now it sort of somehow fits even greater because I fought off COVID, and it was, uh, you know, it was sort of a like a spa treatment at Willis Reed Hospital. You're thanking COVID for fitting better in your jacket. Are you really, Mr. President? Well, I'm not thanking COVID. COVID should thank me. 
<laughs> Why should COVID thank you? Nobody had ever even heard of COVID until I got it. And then I got it and everybody said, sir, what's this COVID? And I said, I don't know, but I got it and I'm going to kick the crap out of it. And I well, did. You, you did, but two more people close to you have COVID now. And that's uh, Ben Carson and Mark Meadows. What do you have to say about that? Well, I'll be honest. This whole time I thought Ben Carson was just Herman Cain. <laughs> you so, thought he was dead? <laughs> no, no. I just, that's why I didn't believe that Herman Cain had passed on because I was just like, what are you talking about? My, my quiet black is right here. And so it turns out that they are two different people. And we're giving strong prayer to, uh, to Ben. I think Ben's going to be, you know, Ben is, is sort of a psychopath. So I think he's going to, he's definitely going to be tougher. Uh, I think he's going to out tough COVID as for Mark Meadows. I don't really like Mark Meadows. He's said some things as my chief of staff, he's kind of, uh, out of, out of, out of, out of turn. He's as the phrase goes, he's talked out of turn a couple of times. So, if he goes, you know, to quote the great Russian philosopher Drago, if he dies, he dies. You say Drago is a Russian philosopher. He is a fictional character in the movie Rocky. No. Uh, first of all, Rocky Four. So you're fake news. You said Rocky. You obviously you know what I know meant, what... like in the Rocky franchise. Well, no, I know what you meant because I have great Rocky knowledge and you talk like somebody who knows nothing about the Rocky films. Frank, you, you, you probably you, like the Creed movies. You're probably like, oh, who's Rocky? I like the black champ. Yeah, that's that's if black yeah. movies matter, apparently, to this guy. You're, you're probably going to change the narrative and say Tommy from the fifth one died of COVID instead of AIDS. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what they're going to do. They're going to all of a sudden they're going to say, sir, Tommy Morrison, he had AIDS and but he had a cough. So that was COVID, <laughs> even though it was 30 years earlier, sir. He died of COVID. They're counting. They're counting Tommy Morrison now in the COVID deaths. That's what the Democrats are doing. That's a great point, Frank. I bet he voted, too. Well, twice. Yeah, for Biden. I got a question for the president. Do you think that if, in fact, a lefty president will ever enter the office again, are they going to change the chief of staff because chief is for Native Americans and that's offensive? Right. They're probably going and staff can also refer to one's penis. So they're probably going to say it. the non-gendered. A uh, person uh, supporting the president with information access, and they'll think that's a, they'll think that's improvement. They'll think that's a good thing for the country. It's a total disgrace. How does that even fit on a business card? It doesn't. You know that's why. You know I don't even chief of staff. I just I I want to I just call them slave. You can't call one of your employees slave, Mr. President. Well, okay, Mike, you can turn it off. I'm a slave for you. He loves that. I'm a slave for you video with Britney Spears. I, I didn't know he was a big fan of Britney. Last year, that was his Halloween costume. He got the big snake around him and it was. Uh... <laughs> You're telling me my pants dressed as Britney Spears for Halloween VMA costume. <laughs> Yes, that's what I'm telling you. And it was his way of sort of saying, you know, but he, the you and that was America. 
he was saying, I am a slave for America to, to provide great leadership and assistance to President Donald J. Trump. That's amazing. You saw yeah. how nice Mike Pence was. You had him on the show. He guest hosted that one time. He was he was he was such a gentleman. I really appreciate it. Asking you how often you worked out. He was I thought he was very <laughs> interested in you as a person. You know, he knew a lot about me. It was very frightening. He did his research. But Mr. President, you don't feel bad about two more people in your staff getting COVID. It, it's the numbers are adding up. Did you ever see the movie 300? <laughs> yes, it's a good movie. Mike, relax. <laughs> in the movie 300, in the beginning, they take the, the little kids out into the woods and they leave them there. And then the wolves come and the ones who survived, Gerard Butler survived very strongly. That's how he became the leader. But they put the kids out. And if they can kill these big wolves, then they're tough enough to be Spartans. Okay? That's what COVID is. Anybody who works for me, I almost want you to get COVID. You saw how strongly I defeated COVID. So I, I'm sort of, they call them Leonidas. Okay? So whenever somebody walks into my office, I spit in their face. I tell them to take the mask off. I spit in their face. And they say, this is madness. And I go, no. This is Sparta. And then I kick him in the chest out of the office and Photoshop. If anybody wants to Photoshop <laughs> your president's head on top of a very ripped body from the movie 300, I think we would be okay with that. And the point is that's how we make a stronger country. That's how we make a strong, a very strong white house. Okay. Because you either get it and you get over it or you get it and you don't do so well. Mr. President, I couldn't agree more. Sometimes I go into Brooklyn and I'm absolutely sickened by what passes as a male these days. These boys with their hollow fiberglass bones walk off the sidewalk and shatter their ankles. Like that black and unbreakable. Remember that? And he just, Mr. Glass, I think they called him. He was just so brittle. But Bruce Willis, a great conservative. You see how tough he was in that movie? Very tough. Called him Unbreakable. I forget the name of the movie, but they called him Unbreakable. Now, Mr. President, even though you didn't lose but didn't win this election, there are rumors for a 2024 run that came out of your camp. Is there anything true to those rumors? Well, I think if I get the election robbed from me, I think the whole country would want a rematch. I know that the 70 million legal votes that I got would want me to run again. And I would make no mistake in 2024, no offense, Mike, but it would be Trump, Trump, Ivanka Trump as the VP. And let me tell you something. Nobody's ready for how hot she could be as a vice president. <laughs> it's a weird ticket, Trump, Trump. And well, I call why... her a V, a V pilf. <laughs> Why would you call her a V-Pilf? Because she's a vice president I'd like to father. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too many audiograms, Mr. President. Too many audiograms. <laughs> okay, that's, that's understandable. Did you happen to catch... Dave Chappelle's monologue on SNL. And if you did, I want to know what you thought of it. Uh, I caught a little bit. I actually had, I have an, you know, a personal assistant who 
uh, records some things late at night for me. And they just sent me a recording of him saying the N word six times. And that was, that was, that was, that was all I watched. That's it. Yeah. That was enough to make me come too. <laughs> but no, we respect Dave Chappelle. Cause he's a very, you know, I don't think we agree, but he gave me a chance. He said four years ago, which is a lot better than what the Democrats said. He said, I'll give him a chance. And uh, he's also very anti-PC. He's also sort of a free speech guy. So I may not agree with uh, Don, Don Chappelle uh, on it's everything. Dave. It's not Don. Why were you giving him Don? You think he has the same name as you? I don't understand. Oh, Dave, Dave Chappelle, not Don Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, the comedian. Okay. Well, you call him different things, but <laughs> I think that he's a strong free speech guy. I think he gave me a chance. You don't have to agree with it. The country is great because we don't always agree. But I respect Dave Chappelle because I think he was more open-minded and more respectful than a lot of people. So I can respect him. I don't agree with him, but I can respect him. Understandable. Frank, do you like Dave Chappelle? I absolutely do not. I thought what he was saying was a bit divisive. I felt attacked as he continued continued to say how white people do not have it difficult and that we need to somehow experience life through the lens of a black man. And listen, I'm Italian, so I kind of already have. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, Frank. And let me tell you something. If you've been to a Roger Stone party, that's about as close as you can get to experiencing life as a black man without being a black man, because his wife, you get to see it up close and personal at the Roger Stone cuck fest. And uh, <laughs> coming up, it's, it's every year, the Friday after Thanksgiving. Um, we call it the Roger Stone wife stuffing. And it's, uh, it's going to be very, uh, very strong. So, yeah, I thought that I didn't agree. With, like I said, I didn't agree with what Chappelle was saying. I thought it was divisive, but he is a comedian. He's not a politician. And I respect that he gave me a chance and that we could have a dialogue instead of being like a lot of these nasty comedians who just do nothing but insult their president. I also think if I could speak on Chappelle for a moment here, I think we all have kind of lived the black experience for the last year, considering that the left we know because of the left, we no longer have jobs and none of us have seen our fathers for a while. I think that's. No, that's that's that is called wisdom tech stuff, guy. That's called wisdom. I, maybe it's called a very racist observation. Um, <laughs> it could be called wisdom in in some countries. Um, Mr. President, what do you think about uh, Kanye West and how he did during the election? Uh, I think he served his purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got uh, 60,000 votes, I think it was, something like that. The tech stuff guy last week went over Kanye, and we were very proud of his results. Now, have you spoken to him? Well, I told him, I asked him if his beautiful wife, Kim, would like me to let any more African-Americans out of jail because we have a nice arrangement. Kim comes in wearing a very tight dress, and you know she sits on my desk, and she says, Mr. President, you know, she calls me Mr. President. And she says, I'd like you to free these people. And we have a, a system. Kanye sort of leaves the room for a few minutes. And we have a great, you know, one black we call first base. Um, all the way up to five blacks, which is, uh, you know, we call that the basketball the team. 
right? We call that the Ray J. <laughs> That's what I get in exchange. So it's, uh, you know, we talked and, and, you know, we might, believe me, there's going to be a lot of pardons to hand out soon. So I don't know, Kim, Kim might have to work a little extra because there's going to be a lot of pardons to get handed out. What does the future of these next few months hold if these results that the if, if the fake left, results yeah remain? if the fake if the fake results go through what is the future for you Mr. President the future of you on this podcast we, Americans would like to know Well I can say that I'd like to hear more from Frank in the future but I will tell you that what we're going to do if I somehow lose, which seems impossible right now, if I lose, what I will do is I will use this platform that we've built very strongly and I will speak out on the Biden crime family and the Biden Koala Bear Harris administration that will be destroying our freedoms. I will speak out against it. So you'll have like your own Fox News here? This is going to be my... This is going to be like Rush Limbaugh times Fox News times OAN times Chinatown, which I know you haven't seen it, but it's the people like the Chinatown reference because you got to see Chinatown tech stuff and you'll see the end of that movie. There's a, a great hint. It's a classic with Jack Nicholson, but I think we're going to do, we're going to keep the, uh, American people realizing what a fraud Sleepy Joe is, Slow Joe. And uh, we'll do that. We'll do that for them. And then I will run in 2024. Will you leave the White House or will you be taken out of the White House? Nobody puts baby in a corner. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, if the inauguration happens, are you going to be there to like pass the baton to Joe Biden? Or you're not going to show up. You know what I'm going to do on inauguration day? Tell me. I'm going to have a helicopter waiting. A Trump helicopter. I don't need these pathetic government helicopters. <laughs> okay. As you may a Trump helicopter waiting. And I'm going to hand melatonin the divorce papers. And then I'm going to grab Joe Biden's wife by the you know what. Push melatonin as like a lead blocker and get the hell out of there and go find my next wife. So that's what you're going to do. Nobody's even going to think about the inauguration. If I pull off that, everybody's going to go, what's Trump doing? What the hell just happened? And Sleepy Joe will forget to do his oath. You know, probably drool on the Bible. And uh, it'll be a disaster, a total disaster. Frank, what do you think of that plan? I mean, I, I frankly, I don't really even think Joe Biden remembers that he ran for president. I don't think he's going to really be aware of what's happening. His mental faculties have completely abandoned him. Uh, the fact that Mr. Trump is even willing to talk about it in this way, it, it just proves what a great leader he is because he's at least entertaining the fact that there will be an America without him at the helm. God forbid. But, uh, you know, I get my news from James Woods's Twitter, so I don't see this happening at all. One of the great patriots and also the front runner. And I don't like to get upset on these podcasts, but James Woods is actually the flat out front runner to replace Jeff Epstein in my inner circle. (laughs) Both were brilliant men, talented, wealthy men and men who enjoyed women, uh, you know, that were maybe more acceptable in places like Thailand. 
Have you taken care of that uh, real estate developer who wanted to buy Jeff Epstein's uh, house? Did you? Take- oh, we're, we're we're in negotiations, but I'm having the IRS audit him because you don't you don't tear down a shrine to a great man. That's like my Graceland, Jeff Epstein's <laughs> home in Florida. You know, it's and your I want Graceland. <laughs> It is. It is. And I want it, I want it to be respected and I want it to be honored. And I know that's not something Democrats do. They want to tear down every monument. You know, first it starts with Mount Rushmore. And where does it end? Then it, it ends with them tearing down the home of the great Jeff Epstein. Honestly, if they could, you should just build walls all around it and etch the names of all the children who've passed through the, those walls. We call it the wall of mo- of mentoring. The wall of mentoring and it's every name and there's a lot of names. And like I said, you had eighth grade teachers, I think students or teachers. We're not sure. Isn't it the rights of minorities, Mr. President? Well, that's we talked about that. He was a minority rights sort of hero. He, you know, minority as well, as you know, minority rights activist, as you know, minority comes from the Latin minor, meaning young and itty meaning titty. (laughs) <laughs> and he was into the he was into minor titties and you combine that and that's what a minority is. And he was very strong with them. He was very strong. He provided uh you know money and, and mentoring and coaching and uh we miss him. We miss him every day. So I'm sorry you brought up James Woods and I think James Woods is one of our great people. And I think he's somebody on that level. He's on that Jeff Epstein level. Well, before I let you go, Mr. President, I know the American people, half of the American people or a little more than half think that you did lose while a little less than half think you um, are, well, you're not going to concede. They don't know what you did. What do the next few days hold and what message do you have for the American people? Stand by, stand back and stand by. Do the do. Well, you know, do the no, no, don't you don't say that out loud. Sorry, I'm sorry. Do the do is the call to arms. Stand back and stand by is sort of says be ready. We're not doing anything yet. We're going to see what happens when you yell. Do I'm going to say this once and I'm not going to say it again because I don't want the father. When I yell, do the do that. That's basically. You remember Gladiator when he says on my signal, unleash hell? Yes, Mike. Gladiator. Well, <laughs> when I say do the do, that is when you are going to see from Florida to northern Florida, a whole bloodbath of Mountain Dew infused bath salts just tearing up the countryside. And that's when the, the Trump revolution will begin. But don't you can't say that phrase out loud. Right, I understand that. We don't want a false alarm going on. But Mr. President, um, Good luck to you, and thank you for joining us for another week. Um, also, just want to let everybody know, patreon.com slash mpga. We have uh, lots of bonus episodes, two more bonus episodes coming out this week. We got special guests, just like Frank Rigatone today. We have more special guests coming. Big Huck is coming on. Also, you get all the episodes earlier, so that's patreon.com slash mpga with also lots of other perks. Check out which level is good for you, and check out the website, mpgapod.com. Check out the YouTube page with all videos and uh, buy a shirt before they run out, mpgapod.com. Frank Rigatone, 
thank you so much for joining us joining us uh this week and and frank where can everyone find you this is a dream come true. I, I genuinely mean that. Uh, please, you know, all my videos are at youtube.com slash Mike Cannon Comedy. I don't know who that is, but they gave me that channel. Uh, I got a whole series up there. There's a bunch of stand-up comedy and all that stuff. Bunch of, a bunch of, bunch of content up there for all of you to absorb. I want to say that this has been the thrill of a lifetime. I truly appreciate it. All hail Donald Trump. Thank um, you, and we love can, that. I love the fact that everybody, I'm sorry, Mr. President. Where can everybody find you on Twitter? Um, is there a Twitter handle? Me? Yes, Frank. Uh, at I am Mike Cannon. This this guy I am Mike Cannon is uh, they, just keep, they just keep giving me his name. Well, I like that because a cannon is one of our oldest Second Amendment sort of weapons. Right. So I love the fact that your name is Frank Rigatone, but then you sort of your 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 social media is even stronger. Yeah. So That's thank right. you, thank you for joining us. Thank you, sir. And Mr. President, any parting words for the Americans? Uh, no, you know, I just say that sleep slow Joe. It's we're gonna we're gonna stop calling him Sleepy Joe. We're now calling him <laughs> Slow Joe. We're calling a crazy crazy Kafka. That's his uh, running mate. And <laughs> we have to protect our country. We have to save our country. Hey guys, it's JL. Trump just left. Um, yeah, just uh, I guess check out my YouTube and Twitter, whatever. I put up a, a 17 minute concession speech, which may sound long by if you judge it by Twitter standards, that's way too long. But if you judge it by things you watch on your TV, it's not even an episode of television. It's got like 150K views in under two days. So go watch that, share that. It's, it's a fun uh, you know, it's like a valedictorian address from the worst human being <laughs> on earth. So check that out. Share it with friends. It's a fun time. And uh, yeah, keep spreading the word about the podcast. Like Jay said, we got two bonus episodes every week in addition to the other bonus content you get at the different levels of the Patreon. So this is the time to, to join up. In, and honestly, feel free to join and just treat it like a Christmas bonus for us. <laughs> just, hey, they've done a good job for the last several years. So here, here's a, here's a bonus for and you. And going into next year, you get a whole new dynamic of a podcast. So right. uh, it's win-win for everyone. political pundit. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mike. For Thank you, Mike. When I say Mike, I, I feel like I have to say it like Trump. Right. Like, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Uh, no, thank you, Mike, for joining us. Thank you, Jay. And Cannon, we got all your all. stuff. We got all your stuff. Like, yeah, uh, at I am Mike Cannon, Mike Cannon comedy, Unreal. all that stuff. Awesome. Unreal. You never, yeah. you step, that's like the second, after like 150 weeks in a row, that's the second week in a row you step on my final line. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> God help us all.